gentlemen boys girls aliens martians any conscious being tuning into the podcast i welcome you to episode eight of martian mixed martial arts today is going to be a little bit different of an episode it's going to be a mainly conspiracy episode but uh before we dive into the conspiracy theories we're going to start off with just a quick recap of uh the ufc over the past week you know it wouldn't be martian mma if we weren't talking about the ufc so let's uh, talk about uh, UFC Charlotte that happened this past weekend. Um, the card it was uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty mediocre. Like the past couple of UFCs have been, you know. Um, let's see. Uh, start starting off from the bottom. Nico Price had a dominant performance over George Sullivan. That was predicted. Uh, Vince Pitchell uh, beat uh, Joachim Silva. I thought that was going to go the other way, but it didn't. Um, Ji Yoon Kun defeated uh, Justine Kish in a decision that was good for me. You know, won a little bit of money on it, but I think it was ultimately the wrong decision. I think Kish got screwed on that one. Uh, Random Marcos beat Juliana Lima in a really dominating, boring fight. Um, Caitlin Chukagin and uh, Barella had a little bit of a close fight, but Chukagin uh, ultimately won the decision. That was a fair one. Mursai Betik made early work of uh, Giudafi Pepri, ended him with a nice body shot. Um, uh, Bobby Green and Eric Koch had a pretty good fight. Um, Green came uh, up victorious on that one. Judges, I think, got that one right. Three round or two rounds to one. Drew Dober, Frank Camacho got screwed on this one by betting. Got screwed by the judges. Frank Camacho easily won the first and third rounds of this fight. Um, they gave the the fight to Drew Dober. Really uh, disappointing. Gregor Gillespie ran through Jordan Rinaldi as expected. You know he uh, didn't didn't go for the submission. Unfortunately, decided to pound him out with strikes, and um, you know that was a little unfortunate, but uh, still a good uh, good fight. Andre Feely got gifted a bullshit decision over Dennis Bermudez. I think Dennis might have won. You know all three of these rounds. You know he outstruck him by like fifty strikes or something like that. I think Feely might have won one round. I don't remember which one, but ultimately Dennis Bermudez got screwed on that one. Lost a lot of money on that one. Um, you know three wrong judges and judges scorecards in this uh, this card. So that was really like the defining factor of it. You know. And then uh, in the main event, the contrary to my prediction, Jacques Ray has still got his power, still got his chin. Was able to head kick knock out Derek Brunson. Pretty exciting finish. Um, wasn't too pleased with it though because lost money on it. But um, either way, nice to see that he's still hanging around. Um, the main reason behind doing the conspiracy episode this week is because the upcoming uh, UFC Bellum card is just so poor. Um, you know, on the prelims, there's really nothing exciting. Uh, uh, we have uh, Yuri Alcantara and Joe Soto. Um, both those guys are doing pretty uh, pretty bad lately. So it will probably choke uh, or get a submission or something like that. Silva de Andrade versus Marlon Vera. Um, not really too much exciting there. I guess those guys have a little bit of momentum. I think Marlon Vera wins a decision. Uh, Demir Hazozovic, however you say that Polish guy's last name. Um, the guy who uh, knocked out um, Marcin Held with that nasty knee. Um, fighting Alan Patrick. Don't know that who that is, but I think that Demir guy is pretty legit. Sergio Marias, the guy who uh, Usman just knocked out. is fighting Tim Means. 
Um, don't know how that fight will really go. Thiago Santos versus Anthony Smith. That's a good fight. Anthony Smith just knocked out uh, Hector Lombard. I think he'll uh, probably do the same as Santos. Tim Johnson, UFC's most boring fighter, fighting some can. Who cares about that fight? Um, Desmond Green, Michael Pizarris. Don't really know who those guys are too much, so can't comment on that. Uh, Shevchenko, of course, is uh, fighting some can. Priscilla Cachoeira, some Brazilian girl. Um, she's like a 10 to 1 favorite. Uh, I think Shevchenko will probably run through her. Dodson and Munoz, probably the best fighter on the card. Uh, Munoz just came off a pretty big win. Um, uh, let me uh, remember. Rob Font, that's right. He's on a four fight win streak. Um, John Dodson is coming off a couple tough fights where he's you know losing decisions to uh, Marias. Linker, um, so see if he can uh, bounce back. That should be a good fight. In the main event, we have everybody's favorite old Brazilian off steroids, Leo Machida fighting ex NFL player and NFL or no college football player. That's right, Alabama. Um, uh, Eric Anders. Um, I think Machida's done. His chin is done. We saw that in his last fight. Got knocked out early. This fight is less than a hundred days from that last Brunson knockout. So this has got disaster written all over it. I think Machida will probably get knocked out with the first punch he sees. Um, so yeah, not too not too exciting in that one. Other UFC news this week, not much except for we had the announcing of. Uh, Daniel Cormier versus Steve Miocic for the heavyweight title at UFC 226 International Fight Week. Um, I actually, this was announced right after my last podcast was recorded where I was hoping that they would not make this fight, but they obviously weren't listening to Martian MMA that day because they made the fight anyway. Um, you know, it's a good matchup. You know, I guess it kind of makes sense. There's not really a clear-cut contender, Gustafsson or Velasquez. Both have a lot of question marks behind them. Uh, Velasquez being injury, Gustafsson being he only has one legit win in the past, you know, a couple years. So, I mean, I guess that I see why uh, why they went this direction. I don't really know who, who... So, if DC wins, then I don't know. He can't fight Kane next. That would cause a lot of weirdness. Um, if Stipe wins, then who the hell else is going to fight? I mean, I guess he can rematch for Doom or something. But, um, you know, this is kind of like a... I don't know, low-stakes matchup, I think. But it's really interesting, really lovable guys. It's like you don't want to see either one of them lose, but, um, you know, one of them has to, obviously. Um, don't even have a prediction for that fight yet. Don't know how it'll go. My heart says, Dan Cormier, he's just a fucking beast. I don't know, though. It'll be an awesome, awesome fight. A lot of good wrestling. A lot of, who, like I said, who, who will know with that fight? So, uh very interested to see it. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be all for uh, for news this week. And, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and dive into the conspiracy side of this podcast for the first time in-depthly. Um, so I hope you all, uh, uh, you know, stick around for that uh, conspiracy part if you're just, like, an MMA listener. But I'm um, sorry if you're an MMA listener. There's not much news this week, but you'll understand because, you know, just the lull that we're in with the UFC right now. Um, now I'm going to talk about Floyd Mayweather's bullshit. So, um, you know, we'll just, uh, you know, get on to some, some more uh, interesting topics for the, for the week. Um, so, uh, yep, hope you enjoy the second half of the episode. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Martian MMA podcast. Um, we are uh, starting into the conspiracy part of this podcast, and uh, I brought with me a guest because that's how podcasts are best done, you know. So uh, I uh, went, I went to the the place where the there's the top minds around here, you know, the top minds on the internet, and that was uh, Reddit, uh, Reddit's r slash conspiracy section, and I asked the whole uh, plethora of of uh, you know people who are woke to this world 
world uh, if anybody would like to join the podcast. And luckily, I had a couple of people reach out. And, uh, you know, the most intriguing one was uh, my friend Dez here. How's it going, man? I'm all right. How about yourself? Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to do a, speak to a, a like-minded person, you know, someone who knows about the uh, the little intricacies of this world that uh, for some reason a lot of people just choose to ignore. Well, I'm detail oriented, I guess. Yes, yes. As uh, yeah, like I said, you got to be a special, a special mind to uh, to be a fan of this stuff. So, um, you know, the, the, and when we're talking about conspiracy theories, there are three major conspiracies: the ones that have you know the most plausible evidence, the most um, you know most discussed, and they would start off with being um, the John F. Kennedy assassination in uh, 1963. The moon missions from 1969 to 1972, and then of course 9/11 in 2001. So, uh, was there a particular one of those three uh, that you liked the most, Des? I'm familiar with uh, 9/11 stuff just because of my age and you know the time of my life. I was uh, I was receptive to that stuff, I guess. So that's that's probably where I have the most that I've paid attention to oh, for sure, whatever, yeah. but they're all you know, the same sorts of people working in the background to make their agenda happen. So it, wherever, you know, the conversation takes us. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it might, like, I, I think they're, they're all intertwined, but I mean, nine eleven being the most recent one, um, that's definitely the most interesting one. So let's, uh, we can, uh, you know, start uh, talking about that one right off the bat. Uh, so how, how old are you? I'm 38. 38, nice. So, so I'm ha- half your age, you know, only 19. I was, you know, a baby when 9-11 happened. So um, after it happened, uh, how soon did you start to question the whole official narrative that the, the government was giving us? Um, um, almost right away. Like within the cu- first couple of weeks, um, I, I've been reading different reports on it. But the one that really stuck out to me was uh, Hunter Thompson. Um, who did Rolling Stone, and he's you know he's a cultural figure, but um, he commented about who benefited the most from it, and it's it's the military-industrial complex. And that 100%. that always stuck out to me. Out of all the the media narratives, nobody really followed his reasoning with that, and then he uh, ended up suicided like a little while after that, and. But it, it got me thinking about, you know, maybe the official story is not exactly what happened and then make any sense the, the way they try and present it. So yeah, I mean, that, if you if you, if you, me. if you go about it in, like, dumb terms, you know, that, that uh, you know, I hear if you had to give a, a basic explanation of it, you know, sort of like a you know, a sort of cynical approach that you would say that, you know, a guy in a bunker 5,000 miles away trained 19 other, um, you know, men to come across to the most sophisticated uh, air system in the world and hijack all these planes and fly them into buildings. And they did it all from the command of, a, like I said, a guy in a bunker, you know, that's just so ridiculous. And, you know, um, I think that, uh, you know, pe- people make fun of that. And they said if they heard that the first time, they would think it was a conspiracy, you know. And I mean, I totally I totally agree. It's just such a ridiculous uh, thing that people have even, like, you know, come to accept. And they don't even think about, you know, the, the repercussions that came from the military-industrial complex, you know, when how we all of a sudden just 
went right over to the Middle East, you know, we started taking over land, you know, doing who knows what with the land we take over, you know, if it's rich in oil, if it's, you know, uh, some sort of, you know, heroin manufacturing or processing base, you know, do you think the United States is going to, you know, throw away billions of dollars worth of heroin that they seize? Uh, and, you know, while they're also seizing billions in oil, uh, I don't think so, you know, so what, you know, they went over to the Middle East really soon, right after. So do you think that oil and possibly heroin were, you know, the two main objectives of uh, creating this whole false flag? Absolutely, because of um, I did some, inter some, some research into it for school. And, uh, yeah, basically under the Taliban invaded over in the Middle East – the heroin production was like really at the lowest it had been for like years. And um, then after we got our boots on the ground and everything, it, it skyrocketed. And ever since it's been pumping and, and we've got an epidemic of uh, people addicted to opium based drugs and stuff now. So it's, it's definitely, there's something to it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think that, Ultimately, there has to be some sort of reserve of, you know, heroin that, that, uh, that, you know, I don't know if it's on U.S. soil or if it's, you know, you know, guarded in wherever, Afghanistan, Iraq. But, I mean, the United States must have a plethora of this stuff that they're just waiting to unload, you know, waiting for, you know, I, I, uh, I mean – you know, the whole addiction problem in our country is a, a really nasty one. And I, I'm not too, uh, too um, in, uh, you know, educated on all of the intricacies of it, you know. But, I mean, I imagine that there's some, there's some uh, agenda behind, you know, all of these uh, uh, opiate drugs that are being, you know, spewed out all over in America. You know, prescriptions are just being written left and right. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot has, uh, has come from that 9-11 event that we don't possibly know. No. Um, you know, people don't know that a third tower went down. People don't know that $2.3 trillion of the uh, Treasury's money was missing, you know, and then, you know, that office which was investigating it at the Pentagon was blown up. So, uh, you know, next question, uh, the Pentagon. Do you believe that a plane flew into the Pentagon? Um, not some, I don't believe so. I haven't seen any any wreckage that would convince me that it, it was actually that which hit it and and, and the, the commenting on reddit about the disappearance of the tapes somebody said they were released uh like five years after the fact uh, they weren't put out like almost immediately if we were gonna just establish that it was a plane and we had a hotel and a gas station right next door that had video footage you know, how long does it take to go over that video footage and say, okay, there's a plane right there? Yeah, well, uh, I believe I read something saying that, like, FBI agents or someone sees, you know, 80-something cameras within hours of the, uh, the, the so-called plane hitting. But, I mean, the fact that people believe that, you know, a plane was hijacked, it was, I believe they said a commercial, like, 737, 757, right? That's what the official story is. Um, so, I mean, the, the fact that they said that that was, you know, a, such a big aircraft was hijacked and then flown from, you know, 30,000, 40,000 feet and all the way to, you know, 
20, 30 feet off the ground, which the plane would have had to have been going, you know, and knocked over street poles and it hit the Pentagon straight on. So the fact that you could get some sort of, you know, an Al-Qaeda pilot was uh, capable of controlling a, a bird like that is just ridiculous. And I mean, there's only one known video of it, right? You know, a video where it looks like a, uh, you know, some sort of missile is just quickly exploding and there's, you know, it's frame by frame. And, you know, they just said there was a couple a couple of debris, you know, on the ground. They found, you know, a truckload worth of plane debris in the area. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, like, it's, you know, there's some things that you, you are hard to believe. Like, it's hard to believe that someone would have went out there, like, sprinkling plane, like, uh, remains, you know, acting like a plane did. You know, it's hard to imagine that, um, you know, people planted explosives in the, in the trade centers before they blew up. But, I mean, how else would you explain some of the inconsistencies that went on? So, um, do you think that there was uh, some sort of cover-up where they were planning, uh, you know, planting fake plane pieces outside, or, or similar to the way that they would have had to plant explosives? It seems like the it was a coordinated effort to destroy records because I believe the the wing of the Pentagon that got hit had financial information and stuff that was being subpoenaed about the missing money in the in the Pentagon budget or something to that effect. Yep. And also in uh, Tower Seven, um, didn't get hit by anything and, and just you know collapsed because of Silverstein or whatever. Uh, you know, that to me seems to be the the backdrop of of what they're trying to. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's so many uh, like the, you nailed it with the whole uh, the office. It was the accounting office that was investigating where that billions of dollars went, and then the next day, you know, September twelfth, all of a sudden, there's no more investigation because you know everyone's so swept up with. Uh, you know the uh, everything else, but I mean it's it's so insane. There's so many there's so many things. Uh, tr like you know, thousands of people think that you know World uh, World Trade Center uh, Seven should have not fallen on its own. Thousands of experts, you know, you know architects and you know all different types of people like that, demolition experts. Um, but I mean, you know, and then uh, there's just it, it. It all comes down to then who would be responsible f for something like this. So who do you think some of the biggest people? Uh, who knew about the 9-11 was and, you know, probably ultimately helped orchestrate it. So who were some of the big names involved with the cover-up and, you know, the orchestration? Hey, um, George Bush Sr. Yep, it's a great one. Hey, Rumsfeld, um, Cheney, I, I think he was Michael C. Rupert um, has put forth in his stuff. It, it seems like Cheney was the, the one that was orchestrating the whole thing yep he seems to um, it the most those are those are the guys i would suspect and those are the ones that wouldn't um wouldn't testify under oath yeah and then you know, and then of course George, George. Of, uh, what they said and all this those are the ones that obama basically said oh well let's not worry about that and you know business as usual so and then, of course, you know, uh, George W. Bush would have had to have known, you know, being president at the time. And, you know, the evidence of That's that. The, the placeholder. It, it was his dad, if anyone, who was, you know, CIA director and probably had a lot to do with the Kennedy assassination. He, 
he seems to be the guy in charge of a lot of these types of things. Yeah, H.W. Bush is one of the worst Americans in history, to be honest. But, I mean, you know, when there's that clip of uh, the person whispering in Bush's ear and while he's at the kindergarten, you know, there's an attack on America. You know, if he knew that if there was a real attack on America that he didn't know anything about, he would have, you know, been escorted by uh, Secret uh, Service to, you know, a bunker or to Air Force One or to wherever. But, you know, he didn't. He just kind of stayed in that classroom and, you know, hung out there for a couple more hours talked to some kindergartners because or not not hours you know i think it was like a half hour extra but i mean you know if there was any real danger he would have been evacuated out of there but he knew uh well that he was not in any danger and um uh you know that he was uh you know ultimately his plan was working so uh one one uh Pers- uh, element I hear often brought up about 9-11 that I'm not too knowledge- uh, or knowledgeable about is the Israeli Mossad. Do you know anything about that and their involvement with 9-11? Um, I, I don't know anything directly about their involvement. 9-11, you know, I've, I've seen things or whatever. It looks suspicious, but I, I don't know. I know a little bit about those types of... Um, agencies over in the middle east but i'm not i'm just on it yeah but you've, you've heard that name come up in the 9-11 discussion before correct for sure it uh, like a you know not on the books record or whatever it's, it's widely claimed that they could be responsible yeah, and you know, uh, in having the U.S. come over into that that region, you know, and help give it some stability would have definitely benefited the Israelis, you know, and potentially maybe they're storing, you know, uh, whatever illegal um, seized, you know, products that we got while from that from that war. Um, so I think uh, I think uh, that would be a, a good uh, transition to you know move away from nine uh, eleven. We got you know we got our beliefs out about that one. Um, the fact, but I mean the, the the biggest most surprising thing is you know that it only happened uh, seventeen years ago, and I'd say m- most of the population is totally incoherent to the actual truth that happened. Uh, I would say you know more than half of the population doesn't even know that there was a third tower. You know. People just don't know so much. They don't have any interest in knowing, and it's and it's mind-boggling that people aren't, you know, woke to this stuff. Um, but it, uh, it's like a smokescreen, basically. They they just put out so many different versions of it that anybody give up rather than try and sort through it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a mess. And I mean, America's been like this forever. You know, we've been. Th- you know, if you can think about. You know, if they can do this in 2001, what, what, you know, they could have been doing it before. And, you know, there's two conspiracies that happened right around the same time. The other two that we mentioned, the big ones, um, would, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the moon landings, that's a highly disputed one. You know, that's one that there's not a lot of concrete evidence before, but a lot of it just goes behind, you know, knowing what the United States government is capable of, knowing what, you know, um, all, like, you know, their capabilities of faking stuff, you know, they just had the president assassinated six years ago and covered it up. They faked the whole 9-11 thing. So why couldn't they have faked the moon missions? You know, that's my, that's, you know, sort of my belief behind it. So I haven't really gotten a chance to get your opinion. Uh, what do you think about the moon? Really interesting one to me. And, um, I, I, I don't really, I'm kind of on the fence cause I like, I could go either way. Like 
What I see is that after World War II, we, we had Operation Paperclip where we scooped up as many the Nazi smart people we could, and Russia did the same thing with their guys. But um, so we put them into programs. You know, I think very likely that the, the advanced rocketry we got from NASA was a result of that. So if we did go to the moon, it was with their help. And the other side of it is the propaganda out of Nazi Germany, you know. So it could go either way with me. Like the special effects in the 70s, those are some of my favorite films. And Stanley Kubrick is like right up there as, you know, he's as good as any book, like one of his movies. So, yeah, uh, the way you said question. about Paperclip is great. Yeah, well, yeah, you have a question? a good question whether it, whether it's fake or not i don't know i've never been to the moon but so <laughs> yeah yeah that's what I, i'm not gonna go out and say that a man has never uh stepped foot on the moon but i'm going to i can comfortably say the united states faked six moon missions you know there were some aspects of all of them that were faked you know like the astronauts like talking to nixon on the phone like while they were in space like it's like you know the footage the live the live footage you know from two hundred thousand miles away and you know i don't think that you know the that TV was even perfected, you know, with quality, with production, with everything until, you know, a couple of decades ago. The fact that people believe that they were live broadcasting from, you know, space hundreds of thousands of miles away back in the 60s is just uh, unbelievable. And, you know, what you said about Vaughn. Yeah, they had like dial tone phones. So, like, I, I don't get it myself, but I, I don't work at NASA, so I don't know what they could rig together. But yeah, it just seems unlikely. And all of the all of the circuit all of the denying moon people who say that the moon missions are real are are aren't evidence based. They aren't saying you know we have the, they they say like do you know how many people would have to have known about faking it? It's like uh the same thing with nine eleven, the same thing with JFK. A lot of people knew about that, and it still got pulled off. And people, for instance, they they kept a lid on the atom bomb test. Yeah, for how many years, and then and then finally they uh, they you know had to blow their secret. But I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting little things about the moon. You know, there was uh, uh, oh real quick before I get to the little uh, proofs. Uh, the what you said about the paperclip is awesome. You know the you know that mission was just ridiculous. The fact that even if we did go to the moon, it would have been largely constructed by Nazi scientists. You know, have you ever heard about Warner von Braun? You know, he would uh, have Nazis, you know, working, or not Nazis, I'm sorry, uh, J uh, Jewish uh, prisoners working at in his factory. Uh, and then whoever, the, he would hold races at the end of every day. And whoever was in like the five last places of the race would get hung uh, from the rockets or, or, you know, or from like whatever large beam they could have. And there's actually pictures of you know a bunch of people hanging with rockets in the background uh, and then like all the scientists standing next to them you know so the fact that that would even be allowed is just so fucked up uh, it, it's a real mess I was reading about Mengele I had a, a similar thing where he had a, a daisy um, a flower and he'd pick the petals off and then he'd kill kids and stuff like it those guys they, they used guns and stuff for the worst possible, and it, it, it's just disgusting that we decided to pick those people and you know give them the best jobs and shit.
Yeah, just just brush off the fact that they were Nazis and just let them work on our uh, Those people should have been hung for war crimes. Yep. But they got out of the because I think were, it was the Nuremberg because they had exactly because they had you know they yeah were good yeah at, they, they got like a get out jail free card and you know we're just supposed to live with that. Yeah. Um. So there was a couple other like little evidences that you could say that the moon uh, missions were fake. There was a a, a a moon rock given to like Denmark, I believe. You know, and like ten years ago they tested it and they proved that it was like a piece of wood that was painted you know so that's like a fake moon rock you could look at that and say um oh well if they were doing that you know it could be fake it could be stolen you know you could look at it from a lot of different ways you know uh, there's a lot of footage you know that just looks fishy you know the you know when they're jumping around it looks like they're on trampolines or being pulled up by you know machines or the post-flight press conference when right where all the astronauts got back from the first moon mission they're given an interview and they're all you know short of words they're all you know don't really want to talk they all are really withdrawn and given weird answers and just sounding super super freaky um so you know that's a that's a, a good evidence to look at and uh, but the biggest uh, the uh, one of the another biggest one, uh, one would be Bill Clinton had a quote from his book uh, he had a book come out called uh, My Life it was a biography and he said uh, I knew an old carpenter in the uh, in the mid eighties that said that the moon landings were fake and I told him that he was a nut but after eight years in the uh, the Oval Office I wonder if that guy was from the future. So, I mean, like, that's like, that, who knows what that means exactly, you know? But I mean, it was real, written in Bill Clinton's book. So, uh, um, you ever hear about any of these, a uh, couple little instances that I mentioned? Any of those evidences? Um, sort of. I think there was, um, I, I'm not sure the astronaut's name, it might be Edgar, um, Meacham or, or something like that. But there, there's an astronaut who came back from outer space and he decided to start studying uh, paranormal stuff and like like seriously so he he <coughs> he goes around and he does talks and stuff and noetic sciences or something institute that he's with but um it's just fascinating so that to me <coughs> sorry but if, if he won't say what he saw in outer space but he comes back and he starts doing that that's some kind of evidence for you know that, that he knows something. Yeah, they all they all had very questionable behavior. You know, Buzz Aldrin like punched a guy in the face who was questioning the 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 moon missions and everything like that. So they were all pretty emotionally fucked up about after that. And you know, um, I think it's much more plausible than they were fucked up from going to the moon. You know, uh, they're mostly fucked up from having to lie to all these American people for, you know, thinking they were, did something great accomplishment, but all behind it, it was just one big lie. And, um, you know, I, like, uh, I, this is the, the one evidence I was getting to the most. Um, I think it's like the, the single best, ha uh, evidence is, um, people say that we can still prove that there, the men went to the moon because there are lasers on the moon that still send back signals today. And that's true. The, America does have them, but Russia also sent the same type of lasers to the moon. Um, in uh, Luna 17 and Luna Code 1 were the names of the ships, and, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s. And they were unmanned probes, and they dropped the same lasers, and they're still up there to this 
this day. So people saying that, you know, there was all different types of ways to claim that, you know, that the moon mannings were real at the time. Like you could, you know, point a satellite up to like, you know, the moon and you would be able to get the receiving um, audio transmissions, you know, but you can't go back in time and get those. But you can just, you know, see the current evidence is on the moon. But, you know, even that evidence isn't that strong. I don't think much of it holds up at all. At and, the same time, they had the War of the Worlds broadcast with, like, the fake, you know, <laughs> invasion stuff, like, in a couple of decades before that. So, like, you can't trust the media to, to give you the accurate... Yes, exactly. The media was already the, it was already overtaken at that point by... Um, uh, which operation was it that uh, took over the the media? Do you remember the name of it? Uh, operation, damn. What, what, what did you say? It's Mockingbird, I think. Mockingbird, that's it. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, they uh, when the CIA in like right after the fifties, they were worried about you know they were there was paranoia about communism so much that they said as a precaution to communism, we're just going to go ahead and take over all of the. Um, radio and news and uh magazines and all of the outlets for you know uh news at the time they were just taken over by the government and you know have pretty much remained in their control today um you know if uh, that, that's the idea is, is they they basically uh, the media and, and then they have the revolving door of people you know either working for the government or working for the people that are tractor for the government and and you know that's it that's all they need to do to control the narrative yeah um those i mean like you know and the, the single like i keep saying the single biggest evidence but like i mean there's i think there's a, like the moon is underrated you know a lot of people don't want to hear it i want a lot of people are just so you know indoctrinated to uh, the, you know that science is just proven and there's no need to go back and you know question any of it it's all proven it's all legit up until this you know there's i mean i i mean when when you kill the president when the government kills the president and fakes uh, fakes you know uh uh, a prosecution of a guy Lee Harvey Oswald and gets the mob involved and Jack Ruby to kill him and gets you know like the Cubans involved and uh, has all of these different motives all to just to you know go to war all to stop progress that JFK was making because he was trying to you know attack the banks attack the CIA attack the FBI you know they were they just put a stop to all that change by killing him and then making it look like something else and covering it up for years and years and no one no one even disproved it. So so, I mean, how the fuck can you trust the moon missions when they – the guy who, you know, wanted the moon missions to happen was assassinated, you know, by by Lyndon Johnson, by Alan Dulles, by all the guys who, who he – who were basically, you know, stood to gain from that. So, I mean, we can obviously transition to JFK at this point. Um, uh, you know, this one is, is – there's, I think, even more evidence than 9-11 – uh, I think JFK is, there's more, uh, you know, it's better well known. Um, you know, just messing around like with my mom a couple months ago, I asked her and said, who killed JFK? And she said, I don't know, LBJ? And I said, sounds pretty good to me, mom. <laughs> uh, so I was, you know, surprised to hear her say that. But I mean, uh, so who who do you think was uh, most directly responsible for uh, JFK's death? It seems likely that it had to do with either the mob or the CIA or, or a conjunction of, of people that just didn't like he was the boss. 
and so um it it's it like they did it to Lincoln and before that it was uh, Julius Caesar so like any just because you're the leader today doesn't mean somebody's going to take that away from you like that's yeah same old story there's a I mean it's just so it's just so shocking to uh, I mean think that that's something like that is possible you know like a, a great guy like jfk was just be able to being able to just be stopped by you know the intelligence community basically um you know uh if you didn't know jfk fired uh the, the head of the head director of the cia fired the director of the fbi you know so you know he was basically trying to dissolve the power that these organizations had and um he, he uh, you know, that really backfired because it turned out to be the main motive of his death. And uh, the other one being that he just didn't have any interest in going to war with Vietnam. And his partner, uh, who uh, his partner being the vice president, who owned uh, Bell Helicopters, a significant share in Bell Helicopters, um, you know, he wanted uh, us to go invade Vietnam because I don't know if the helicopters are the main motives, but it seems to be one of uh, one of them. Uh, you know, he wanted to invade uh, Vietnam, and then you know, after JFK was killed, of course, J LBJ stepped up the Vietnam efforts massively. Ended up sending hundreds of thousands of troops there, and ended up making millions of dollars, probably even billions, from the war that we don't even know about. Um, so, do you think that uh, the say, what were we gonna say? Saying is um. It we were talking about the the drug profits from the the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and I see a similarity between Vietnam covert uh, drug program run by the CIA, along with this, an assassination squad, the Phoenix program. It seems like that could have had something to do with uh, assassinations over on in North America, like Martin Luther King, or uh, for instance, John Lennon, or JFK, like any of those people, if, if you ask me who killed them, I said, well, it could be the intelligence community, like, yeah, the fact that they would as anybody they would go to such extreme lengths, like killing a person for such a, a a silly benefit, you know, like drug sales or something like that, is just so terrible. Um, I got I quick uh, got to mention uh, before we get going. I got a I'm I'm in like a studio right now at my college, you know, and I only have the room booked out to five o'clock, so that's in five minutes. So somebody might come and kick me out, but um, there's a uh, hopefully I can you know stay for twenty more minutes before I got to go to class, so we can you know just wrap up everything so yeah sorry we're kind of cramming this in here you know uh definitely try to have you back on the podcast you know talk about other stuff but um while we're talking about drugs and uh, the cia um i think one of the most shocking conspiracies ever you know even more shocking that learning that jfk was killed by the president would be um the cia crack operation with the nicaraguan uh drug cartels are you familiar with this topic yeah i am 
Yeah. So um, there was a, a man who went by the name of Danilo Blandone, who worked for the CIA, who was um, basically a middleman between the CIA and a drug dealer who went by the name of Freeway Ricky Ross. And you probably heard this man's name before. He was a, a drug dealer in Los Angeles in the 80s. And uh, at the time, there was just cocaine around from the, in the 70s and 80s. But they started uh, cooking the formula into crack, you know. Called, he, he called it uh, Ready Rock. And, you know, this was a cheap drug that, you know, was got people really addicted and was good for, you know, poor people. And ultimately started the crack epidemic in the United States. And um, all this came from there was uh, a militia group in Nicaragua who were fighting, you know, the communist uh, coming into the a lot of communist countries were uh, invading um, South American countries during the 80s. So in order to fight the communists, the CIA thought it was justifiable to fund the the rebels in Nicaragua so they could uh, go ahead and fight the communists. So instead of just donating money to them, um, they had to get something in return. So they decided to purchase cocaine from them. And, you know, the CIA is alleged to have bought uh, billions of dollars worth of cocaine and ultimately then sold it to... Uh, uh, Ricky Ross and uh, you know distributed all over poor cities in America and ultimately started the crack epi epidemic. So, um, you I think you do you think I covered everything? Any other comments you want to make about the, that's that uh, operation? That was really concise and and great. That's yeah, that's pretty much exactly how it happened. Um, Gary Webb, yep. he was like a reporter that did a, a great book on it. Um, I think it's called, and I read that a while ago, but yeah, it, it's basically the CIA um, giving guns, getting drugs, moving things around, and, and ruining America, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, do you want to talk about Gary Webb a little more, like what his articles and, you know, what, what ended up happening to him and everything? So my understanding, he's just like your basic um, – columnist for, for a paper and he starts reporting on the police seizures in Los Angeles and how there are cops that are, are basically as a second income they're taking the things from the drug dealers so he, he was you know following that story and that's what kind of ultimately led him to the, the CIA and uh, all this other stuff that came out of it later, but it um, it seems like it destroyed his career. It, it looks like he was harassed and stalked up until the day he died, or or it was done for him, or whatever. And it, it, it's a shame because I I would consider him an American hero and a journalist that anybody with any you know. Sense of, would of, admire. Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah. He, he is somebody that just pursued the truth and wouldn't let it go, no matter what came at him. And 
Yeah, I think so, it was in 99, I believe, he exposed it. You know, he went down to Nicaragua. He went into prisons. He talked to everybody. He found out all these things. He reported the article. It broke news. And then a week later, everybody was saying his stories weren't true. And everybody withdrew all their statements. And they said they never talked to him. And it basically got everybody to think he was crazy. They got him fired from his job. And he started freelance lighting, uh, writing for about four years until, um, like you said, he suicided himself by shooting shooting himself in the head twice um, in a hotel room. So, I mean, you know, I think, yeah, like you said, it did ruin his life. He was uh, an American hero, but it's a shame. That, I mean, you know, when you uncover the truth, you know, bad things are going to happen. And uh, it's just a uh, thing to... Uh, this uh, Michael C. Rupert, who's the he did the talks I mentioned him earlier, but he he exposed a lot of 9/11 truth. If you ever watch his presentations about the stock put options and stuff, he really puts the pieces together. And he had the same thing happen to him. Uh, this guy Fritz Springmeier talked about mind control and stuff that you know looks now with the stuff coming out of Hollywood. But they, they basically said that he robbed a bank and put him in jail and tried to ruin his life. But I think he's still around. But, yeah, they, they'll they'll just wipe you out. If... Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, very, very sad stuff. You know, it, may, it makes you scared to be, like, be into this stuff, you know. It's like he's, he's doing this little rinky-dink podcast, you know, being interested in stuff, you know, going to get me in trouble. Like, am I getting put on a list for it somehow? And, you know, that's just the, that's just the state of uh, America we live in. It's a very secret, uh, very secretive, uh, very spy heavy, you know, stuff. There's, there's shit that's going on with the NSA right now that, you know, people will be talking about in 20 years when it comes out, uh, you know, when the papers get, uh, you know, discovered that they were doing this and this, you know, uh, doing all this heavy surveillance on, uh, help our harmless Americans, you know, it's, uh, it's super treasonous, you know, and I think that with, you know, just a couple of things that we just mentioned prove that America is fucked and, you know, is pretty much, uh, fucked for the first foreseeable future. You know, I think, um, this uh, this election was a little bit of a win for the conspiracy theorists because there's no doubt in my mind that Hillary Clinton has been involved with, you know, these uh, globalist New World Order talks since, you know, since the 90s. You know, she was, you know, had to have known about uh, 9-11, had to have known about all the shady shit that went on during uh, Clinton's presidency. So, I mean, you know, I don't, tr- I don't trust her at all. And I think that she was, you know, a globalist pawn. And I think that if, uh, if she were won the presidency, that would have been much more of a disaster than uh, what's going on now. Well, for sure. But the thing about her is they even had suspicions of her within the intelligence community of her being a mole for somewhere like Saudi Arabia back when Bill Clinton was president still a, a political power and like nobody investigated that because the Clintons basically put everybody in charge that's you know investigates the crimes and, and puts people in jail so they got a lot of friends in high places yeah they're they're definitely in, in that that tight inner circle of globalists who are just um you know uh, you know, it's hard to know who's in it nowadays. If Elon Musk is in it, if you know who's this, who's you know all the people who are involved. But I mean, those are the people who are you know making the decisions in our country. Those are the ones you know. It doesn't matter. You know, 
9-11 wasn't organized by the president. It was organized by an organization that the president belongs to. And, you know, the fact that Trump is probably, you know, not – I don't think he is – I don't think he is in the New World Order. I don't think he's smart enough to keep his mouth shut and to keep it all under wraps. Um, do you feel the same way? My my deal with Trump is, like, uh, I've I've defended him in a lot of ways, like, going through it. Because I saw what they did to Bernie. I was just supportive of Bernie. I was supportive of Jill Stein. I watched what Trump was doing, and it was amusing. And, like, he's impressed me through and through. I think that the intelligence com community has vetted him and found him to be less dirty than Clinton. And that's why he was allowed to get as far as he has. Yeah, interesting. And, um, yeah, that, that, I mean, it's hard to believe that they wouldn't have control over that, you know? It's like there's got to be some, you know, oh, Gary Johnson, you're gaining a little too much steam. We're going to find this affair you had with your wife from 20 years ago and pull that up so you can't can't gain any more steam. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think that th uh, him winning the presidency definitely threw off the agenda. You know, I think if Hillary would have won, it would have – I don't even know what the fuck would be going on right now. We would be – you know, invading, in, invading Russia, Syria, probably. invading Syria. Yeah, starting, starting all this shit. We can just, I don't know. It's not. I don't know if it's much better under Trump, but I, I mean, I definitely think the 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 globalists lost on that one. So that was a good, uh, a good, uh, you know, like I said, win win for the conspiracy side of things. Um, yeah, was this, trafficking and, stuff is getting broken up. And that's what I'm in favor of. I think that that, that is amazing, and it's a, about fucking time. Did you like, say uh, trafficking? Is that what you said? Trafficking. Like, ever since Trump got in office, he's been cleaning up the, the dirty police departments and, and people. Like, the the scandals in Haiti and, and the Clintons and basically anywhere their charity organization goes, you know, little kids and and people that nobody cares about start going missing and that's that's it looks like that's getting processed department like appropriately yeah so you mean rather like than human just being allowed yeah. to continue yeah there is i mean it's uh it's interesting to see uh, i mean after uh, after a person having uh eight years uh as you know with one viewpoint of how this country should run and how like you know the the office should work uh i think it's definitely a, a nice change to see you know a different perspective of it you know i think that trump could be a lot more polished in the way he goes about doing certain things but i think his intentions uh I wouldn't say his intentions. I would say his, you know, because I mean, who knows what his intentions are? I think just like you know, the way that it's ha uh, everything's been going on so far has been, you know, I'd say I'd say a good start. You know, I think we did. We did uh, uh, there's a lot more things that could, uh, you know, like I think he was talking about releasing that uh, that memo today that proved like the FBI was having a, uh, a bias against uh, Trump. You know, did you hear about that? Like saying that pre-election there's some evidence that like you know the fbi didn't want trump in place yeah I, I was paying attention to that stuff i was on the politics uh reddit back in those days but yeah basically obama asked for approval to spy on trump and he got it from a, a, a judge because those things get approved like if, yeah no matter anything, what anything you want yeah executive order that shit basically the the previous administration trying to screw the election up 
every way they could, like voting, vote rigging and, and, you know, spying on domestic people. Like if you're an American spying on you, it doesn't matter if you're Trump, if you're a presidential candidate, Joe the plumber, like they have no reason to spy on you. Yeah. And that even proves the more like the shakeup that it caused, you know, like that everything was in place. They did so much for it to not happen. And then the fact that he did win that electoral college, it, it just must have it must have fucked everything up. It must have fucked, you know, you know, uh, one thing we talked about was uh, mentioned before uh, was harp, you know, like the stuff that the crazy shit they can do with the weather and the technology that is available that is just not being given to Americans. I think all of that stuff that they've been planning for years and They've had how many presidents in a row uh, basically go along with uh, the new, the new world order and uh, the globalist perspective? Um, we had you know four, five, six guys in a row go along with that, and now there's all of a sudden one guy who's you know not in on it. I mean, it's going to definitely create a lot of turmoil for um, stuff. Uh, for conspiracies to go on, you know, but then there's still stuff that's happening that's that's fishy out there, you know. the The Las Vegas shooter was, you know, last year, and that that was, you know, it uh, it was definitely a, a heavily debated topic. No one really knows what happened there. It kind of almost already went away, in a way, you know. Um, yeah, well, they're they're just releasing stuff now about like a second shooter and stuff, and like who knows what's going to come of that? That that could be just as messy as JFK is in ten years or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there's there's tons and tons of stuff going on. That's like to this day, you know, you can, you know, like you know, the, we have uh, this baseless of conspiracy theories that we call, you know, a conspiracy you think of, you know, Moon, JFK, 9-11, but there are so, so many out there, you know, so much stuff that, you know, like, what's going on with with, uh, credit scores? Do we really need them, or is it just kind of, you know, keeping, you know, adults, like, on track, you know, not making sure you don't do anything too irrational? Uh, We're going to give you this score, and it defines everything in your life, you know? You know, I I read something like that today. It's like, holy shit, I never even thought about that, and it's right in front of my face. Um, but so, I mean, even though we only got to get, to get in like a little bit of, uh, the stuff on this episode, like I said, I hope to, you know, have you back soon and we can get into way more, uh, way more stuff. Um, I was going to say, uh, any other, any other conspiracies you want to, you want to mention, uh, on this episode and it can be anything, you know? Um, I think the most interesting thing that I'd like to learn more about myself is like the uh, zero point energy kind of stuff, like you know, suppressed uh, technology or uh, alien reverse stuff or, yeah, or d- stuff like definitely. that. I really like to know more about. Yeah, aliens are a big one. You know, I mean, before I even, I even, you know, I made this podcast, Martian MMA, just because, you know, uh, I don't know, I kind of like the flow of it. And I, um, I don't know, I liked, uh, liked, you know, conspiracies in general, but I wasn't really into aliens. And then somebody texted me, was like, I didn't know you were really into aliens. And I was like, you know, I wasn't, but I started looking into it way more, way more. And it's like, that's so, it's, it's so much fun to believe in that stuff. It's, there's a lot, there's a lot of evidence that, that backs it, you know, the, and it's not like, it's not a crashed flying saucer that, you know, it's not like that, that type of evidence. The type of evidence where, you know, there's these Easter Island heads that are 40 foot stones that weighed thousands and, or, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds and they're moved all over that island. Like, how the, like, there's so many, like, signs of the ancient world that are so questionable. And, you know, uh, I don't know what the fuck it is, but I mean, alien sounds like a good, good explanation for a lot of it. Um, but I mean, suppressed technology, that's, that's a huge one. That's been going on forever, you know, you know. 
I think the U.S. military, how many years do you think the U.S. military technology is ahead of the, the public's at this point? Well, DARPA, they, that, that's like one of the biggest companies in the world. So they, they've got to be 15 years in the future. But, 15, you know, it could yeah. Be, it could be more. It could be 50. Like that, the rate that they're going, I, I, you know, I'm looking for a job right now because I'm laid off work. But I applied to this uh, D-Wave computing. It's a quantum computing company in D.C., just like reading their website and the things that they're they're doing there, it's it's incredible. Like technology is is beyond anything we can even imagine right now, and it's just going to get more advanced. Yeah, and but and, and it's just going to get keep getting withheld. Like how much? Ma- how many years ago should we have started voting on on our phones or on the internet or some sort of you know like you you register to vote on the internet, right? You have to read. Why can't you just after you register on the internet, why can't you vote on the internet? Why can't you, you know, you sign in to, you know, whatever, voting.gov, uh, you know, and you type in your inf- your username, your password, your uh, social security, your date of birth, your security questions. You have five layers of all this shit. Who cares? It's still a lot better than walking to some elementary school in your neighborhood to vote, you know, once every four years. You know, there's there's... They want us to stay where we are. They want us to stay in this representative democracy where there's two sides and nothing ever gets done. And like I said, like the the two sides is is just so ridiculous that you know that there it's just blatantly you know two two sides. There's no other contender. If you try to contend, you know, liber, uh, libertarianism, you know, the Green Party, any of that, none of it can even contend. You're not even gonna get on the ballot in a lot of states. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you, do you think that and that's that's how they control it? It's like Greg Pallas did a lot of work on on the vote rigging and the ways they they get people off the rolls and stuff like that. But it it is it should just be like when you register to to get a license or whatever to drive, you get registered to vote, and then everybody you know either you go to a website or you go to the airport or something, you know, and just do it. Like yeah. it, it should be automatic. They have countries that give you a holiday off to go vote. And like, we should be a part of the government that's telling us what the law is. Yeah. But I just, I'm, I, it gets down to the thing where they don't want that happening. You know, they want, they want, uh, places like, you know, Wyoming, there's two, two people to talk about a million, you know, there's, there's two senators, they get the voice of a million. Like, I don't understand like how that, that system was built when people couldn't travel, people couldn't communicate with one another when they had to, you know, Jamestown, Virginia, we want to lower tobacco tax or, okay, we'll send our representative to DC and he'll do that for you. Okay. That works then. But when you have transportation, uh, yeah. when you have technology, when you have all this stuff, it doesn't fucking work. And the fact there or i don't i don't know what, what what would it take writing a new constitution i think that's what would have to get done to change representative government and that's never ever going to happen so it's like what, what what i don't even know like it's more likely that our society collapses from who the fuck knows what you know natural disaster running out of oil you know a power outage something like that it's more likely than that happens than america ever really gets its shit together and really starts you know working as a true uh democracy because this is this is not it you know the the representative government electoral college uh all that shit is just not not how it's supposed to be 
I do think it's getting better. I'm, I'm an optimist mostly, but I think that what needs to happen mainly is people becoming involved in their local community. Like if you have the option of going to a major international bank or something that's like a community co-op bank where the money's going to go back into your city, then you should choose that option. But I mean, just little things like that here and there, um, yeah, it would improve. But I mean, it's like how many people, I mean, but like you, like I wish, that, you know, that, that sounds awesome too, but I bet you that even less people vote for, you know, uh, local elections like or state elections than the federal election. You know, we saw the federal election numbers true. go, and go that, down. That's something that Bernie Sanders was, was kind of adamant about changing and that's something I'm in, in favor of as well. Like, yeah. And the only way you, you can do that is make it easier. Community. You should the only be the change that you want to see and like uh, you know if nobody else is going to stand up and do it do it yourself you're not yeah you're not going to change anything by having to get people to you know take a day off work or get a babysitter or something like that to drive to a place to vote on something you know you need to vote uh, okay it does you know your township want a one percent tax increase so you can have better trash service a vote yes or no on your iphone boom that's how you get stuff done it's not gonna you know uh you like you know people most people don't even know who's running in their local their, their, their local like government you know their local representatives and senators and it's just it's just a system that's not you know you know you said it's getting better in some aspects i think it might be like i think like i said like a trump winning is a good is a good one i think you know people are going to realize holy shit like anybody can be president you know you don't need any qualifications you can do whatever the fuck you want when you're president maybe it's not the best idea to have a president maybe we should figure out a better system than having the big dog and having his 100 informants and then another 455 informants and then you know it's just it's just a, i don't know it's you know the the conspiracies that we talk about are happening because people want to keep their place in in their representative government you know they don't want to get voted out the next election so they break the law and do this and it becomes a conspiracy theory i i mean the the type of uh, awakening that would happen if we we decided to get rid of that shit and move to something else would be would be uh amazing to see but i don't ever see it happening Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be a lot of work. That's that's the problem, and, and some people are more comfortable just staying where. I, I do think there are people that are like minded, and I think they're kind of getting organized and where. Yep, I think it's well, like people are slowly learning a lot more. Like you know, the CIA files about JFK were uncovered a couple months ago, and you know that made like some headline news. But hopefully, more and more people start to see. You know, but I mean, it's gonna. And I mean, I do feel a little relieved, and I don't think it's easy uh, to to pull off these big government conspiracies. I think if Trump fires Mueller, then all of a sudden there's going to be a, a big like, okay, this is getting out of hand. He's firing anybody who investigates him. He's taking down anybody who challenges him. We're getting near like a dictatorship. Maybe we should do something about this. And you know, even I would be kind of upset if Trump got impeached, um, just because you know I think it's like the ultimate troll. I think it's just so. Uh, it's just a big slap in the face to America's government, which is good, you know, fuck the, the government. Um, uh, even if he got impeached, I would I would see it as a hopeful thing as that people are still, you know, aware and they're still, you know, willing to make change and to go out and seek that change. And then, you know, 
if we see Mike Pence keep fucking up, and you know, even even though I'm sort of Republican biased, I wouldn't even mind seeing this. We see Mike Pence fuck up, impeach. We see Paul Ryan fuck up, impeach. And after all that, then maybe we're like, hmm, let's stop doing this president and stop with this representative government. We need to figure out a better system. But I mean, a lot, a lot of ifs have to fall into place for that to happen. Um, but you know, if the Democrats gain control of the Senate, it would be interesting to see. I think. I think that uh, we're all, we're standing on uh, on on glass in, with the government right now. There's a lot of a lot of tension, and I think uh, for the conspiracy theorists, it, it's good. It's going to result in some uh, some change, hopefully. Uh, we need more transparency, and that's that's why I like places like WikiLeaks and stuff. Like we need to know what the government's up to. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Twitter Twitter is censoring people. left and right. Like, we have accounts on Twitter getting banned. We have tweets getting uh, – hashtags getting removed. There's Twitter is actively censoring all different types of opinions right now. YouTube is demonetizing, you know, right-wing videos, demonetizing anything, and they're they're – just super biased and we're seeing these these internet companies you know the ones that are controlling the narrative nowadays nobody watches cnn everybody goes on twitter we're seeing twitter get involved with politics and start taking sides which is a huge huge problem and i mean it's it's gonna it's gonna we already seen you know how many accounts you know brett weinstein jordan peterson even donald freaking trump's accounts get disabled um you know and i mean it's just a huge act of censorship and uh, i don't know there's we got a lot of work to do yeah and then you've got people like milo where they're they're like there's people violently protesting him his right to speak yeah there's so much misinformation everything he says but he should be able to say it to anybody he wants to. Yeah, and he should be able to get monetized on YouTube still, even though he's, you know, talk, talking some crazy, crazy shit. Uh, you know, he's saying whatever he's saying, whatever is, you know, the, you know, I, I again, uh, uh, a benefit of this election was that the you know the hate speech uh, people lost you know you know turning you know any type of speech into hate speech that's not that's not a thing it's just an opinion it's not like having an opinion on something isn't isn't meant to be hateful towards you it's just how the world works you know and I think that you know that that you know the type of uh, stuff that's going on in, in Canada with like you know the mandated gender pronouns and what Jordan Peterson talks about like that that that's bad news stuff. And, you know, uh, yeah, you can be censored for, for your opinion you put on social media. You can be harassed for your skin color if it, it, if it isn't a minority. And that is, you know, that's Nazi Germany stuff that like, Yep, no, no uh, stops. Yeah, people people don't even see it. They're like, oh, we're, we care about people's opinions, and they okay. Well, that's how to, how it started in Germany too, and we we feel that you know Jewish people aren't great for Germany. It's like okay, we'll start we'll start taking steps towards that, and then with that, before you know it, the Holocaust happens. Like that's you're 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 saying that a certain point of view is not allowed. And like you just can't do that, and I, I'm so so thankful that uh, America did not go in that direction, because uh, I mean it would just make yeah, it, make there everything. There are people that are smarter than that, you know. As dumb as the dumbest person is, there are smart people too. So you know that's where my optimism lies. Yep. 
All right. Well, uh, um, what was I going to say? We've been uh, talking for just just over an hour. Um, I, uh, I have a class at 530, which is in you know a couple of minutes. I might be a little late, but it was worth worth sticking around for the extra couple of minutes to get some last topics in. But uh, Des, thanks a lot for coming on, man. We, we, we only got to we only got to break the surface, listeners. I'm telling you, there's, we could we could talk for hours about this shit and go off about what's really going on. And maybe we can. Uh, We'll have uh, we'll talk a little bit before our next episode, and you know have a plan about what to go over. And this one was just totally freelanced, going off the dome. You know, just kind of you know this we only met you know five minutes before recording. So hopefully we'll have a better uh, better flow next time and be able to dive into some more topics. But uh, appreciate it for coming on. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thanks. This is my first podcast. It was really enjoyable. A pleasure it was. Thanks again to Des for uh, joining the podcast for the first ever conspiracy episode of Martian MMA. You know, conspiracies were a goal uh, to talk about in this podcast uh, at its inception. Hence, the, you know, the Martian at the beginning was uh, kind of, you know... Bridging the gap between uh, MMA and conspiracy theories, so uh, definitely going to see more episodes about conspiracy theories in the uh, in the future. I had a lot of people uh, reach out to me uh, wanting to be guests, you know, so that's exciting. Um, kind of hard to get uh, a lot of MMA guests, but uh, it appears that uh, there seems to be a, a large amount of people who want to come on and talk about conspiracies. So hopefully this episode does good numbers, and uh, we'll uh, get into more episodes in the near future. Uh, I am back at my apartment now recording this outro. Uh, I just listened to the uh, the recordings and it sounded like I was being uh, I had some shitty audio like the, the 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 UFC part in the beginning was clear and concise from like uh, <clears throat> the audio technica mic but then maybe uh, during the the podcast with Des I think it might have switched to my uh, my uh, laptop mic unfortunately so hopefully i can try to uh resurrect that in the the next episode and i hope it didn't take away from anybody's listening experience too much but um i think that's going to wrap up episode eight uh i'll probably get back to the definitely get back to the uh ufc after ufc uh this weekend to preview ufc 221 which is happening in 10 or so days um so um yeah hope you enjoyed the first episode uh the first conspiracy episode of martian mma episode eight overall and uh ladies and gentlemen boys girls aliens martians any conscious being tuning into the podcast i thank you for listening and i will catch you guys in episode nine peace